الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد نبته ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد مرحبا بكم جميعا أهلا وسهلا We continue with the explanation of the 40 hadith of Al-Imam Al-Nawmi Rahimahu Allah Ta'ala We are still covering the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam and we arrive to us to the statement Wan Tu'min Bil Qadri Khairihi wa Sharri and that we believe in the divine decree or that you believe in the divine decree the good of it and the bad of it. And Jibreel salam, he said to the Prophet wasallam, you have spoken the truth. Al-Iman bil-Qadr is one of the pillars of Islam. And in this narration specifically, we see that the Prophet ﷺ repeated the words and that you believe in the Qadr. Different from the previous pillars. If you look at the narration that you believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the last day. And then when it gets to the Qadr, and that you believe in the Qadr. And this here, Barakallahu Fikum, indicates emphasis when it comes to believing in the divine decree. And the divine decree of Allah Azawajal consists of the good and the bad. The good and the bad. As for the proofs, of believing in the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there are many proofs. From them is the narration of Jibreel, or the hadith of Jibreel. And this is from the greatest of the proofs in relation to believing in the Qadr. Also, the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَخَلَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ and Allah, He created everything and He has made it by way of a qadr, by way of the decree. Also, And the commandment of Allah is a matter that is decreed. The commandment of Allah is a matter that is decreed. Believing in the divine decree 
with Ahlul Sunnah divides into four categories or four matters I should say believing in the divine decree with Ahlul Sunnah and Jama'ah divides into four categories or it consists of four matters number one belief in the knowledge of Allah that Allah knows everything this is a part of believing in the Qadr of Allah believing in the ilm of Allah Number two, Al-Kitabah. Believing that Allah, He wrote everything that's going to take place in creation before Allah brought it into existence. Number three, Al-Mashi'ah, the will of Allah. And number four, Al-Khalq, the creation of Allah. These are the levels of belief in the divine decree with Ahl-Sunnah or Jama'ah. Why these four matters? These four matters are important First and foremost Because the proofs and the evidences Indicate them Secondly We say That Allah knows everything So that it can never be Understood or said That something happened in the creation Without Allah knowing it Because this will entail that Allah's knowledge is not perfect. If, if there's something that's going to happen or happens, and Allah does not know, then that means that Allah is not Al-Alim. He's not the All-Knowing. But Allah Azzawajal described Himself as being Al-Alim, being the one who knows everything. So a part of belief in the divine decree is that Allah, He knows everything. And nothing escapes the knowledge of Allah Azawajal. Secondly, in relation to the writing of the knowledge of Allah regarding that which is going to take place in creation from its beginning until the hour, this is established so that it cannot be said or understood that something took place in the creation that Allah did not write. It's understood. Because if we say that the matters are not written Then That means that something takes place in the creation That Allah was not aware of And He didn't write it And as for the will We establish the will of Allah So it cannot be said and understood That something can happen in creation Without Allah allowing it to happen And as for creation Then likewise we Mention this so that it cannot be said or understood that there's something in the creation that takes place that Allah, that's present that Allah didn't create. So Allah has no equals in these affairs. There's no equal to Allah when it comes to His knowledge. There's no equal with Allah in relation to Allah writing in Al-Loh, Al-Mahfuz, all of that which is going to take place. There's no equal with Allah when it comes to the will of Allah. And there is no equal with Allah as it relates to the creation. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, لِتَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَحَاطَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عِلْمًا In order that they know that Allah is capable of doing all things and that Allah has encompassed all matters by way of His knowledge. So that means Allah's knowledge 
knows everything. Allah's knowledge is perfect. Nothing takes place in this creation except that Allah, He knows it and He knew it prior to it coming into existence. Also we have the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma when the Prophet sallallahu was questioned about the children of the polytheists who died. Where, what is their affair? The Prophet sallallahu said, Allahu a'lam bima kanu amilin. Allahu a'lam bima kanu amilin. Allah knows what they would have done had they lived. So here these children of the polytheists who passed away as children, the Prophet is saying, Allah knows what they would have done had they reached puberty or become, they became adults. Allah knows what they would have done. As for the writing of that which is going to take place, then Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, Alam ta'alam anna Allah ya'lamu ma fis samai wal ard. Inna dhalika fi kitab. Inna dhalika ala Allahi yaseer. Do you not know that Allah knows that which is in the heavens and the earth? Indeed, that is in a book. In the book here, Allah al-Mahfuz. Indeed, that is in a book. And indeed, that is easy upon Allah. So Allah al-Mahfuz, it has within it everything that's going to, that's going to take place in creation. As we have in another narration, that the first thing that Allah created was the pen. And Allah commanded the pen to write. And the pen said, what shall I write? And Allah commanded the pen to write everything that was going to take place in the creation. And this was 50,000 years before the creation. As come in one narration, كَتَبَ اللَّهُ مَقَادِيرَ الْخَلَائِقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بِخَمْسِينَ أَلْفَ السَّنَةِ وَأَرْشُهُ عَلَى الْمَاءِ That Allah, He wrote the decrees of the creation before He created the heavens and the earth 50,000 years before the creation. And His throne was above the water. The Prophet ﷺ was asked, Ya Rasulullah, A'ulima ahlul jannah min ahlul nar? O Messenger of Allah, are the people of paradise known from the people of the hellfire? Faqala na'am. The Prophet ﷺ said yes, it's known who are going to be the people of paradise and who are going to be the people of the hell. I mean it's known to Allah Azawajal. Allah knows who's going to paradise, Allah knows who's going to the hellfire. Qila fafima ya'malul amilun. So then it was said, so why are the people doing actions then if it's already known who's going to paradise or who's going to the hellfire? The Prophet sallallahu said, Kullun muyassarun lima That every individual, his path is made easy for him for that which he has been created for. And you have to do your actions. You have to do your actions. And Allah knows what's going to be your end affair. And people misunderstand the narration 
to mean or the, the matter of the divine decree that a person does not have free will. This is incorrect. Our belief in the divine decree does not mean that a person does not have free will. And it also does not mean that a person has uh, unrestricted free will. We have to be balanced. As Allah Azza wa Jalla mentions, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا And likewise, we have made you the just and balanced nation. We always have to take the middle path. No extremism and no negligence. You have to be in the middle. Don't go too far to the right or stay on the middle path. Don't go too far to the left. No extremism, no negligence. So believing in these four matters The knowledge, the writing of the knowledge The will and the creation This is the middle path When it comes to believing in the divine decree Because you have In the history of Islam Two deviant groups As it relates to the divine decree The Qadriya and the Jabiriya The Qadriya They say the human being has unrestricted free will. And Allah's will is not over the will of the human being. The human being has unrestricted free will. Then you have the Jabiriya, they say the human being is like a feather in the wind. Wherever the wind blows, the human being goes. So he has no free will. Both of these paths are extremes. The extremes And they both misuse the text Here we see Allah has knowledge over all things So Allah knows what's going to happen before it happens The first Qadriya They deny the knowledge of Allah They said Allah does not know what the human being is going to do Until after he does it so once the person does the act, then Allah knows it, yes. But prior to the human being doing the act, Allah does not know. So the Sahaba who were alive at that time, they declared these individuals to be disbelievers. Because they're denying the perfection of Allah's knowledge. Allah says He is Al-Alim. So when... Umar bin, uh, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu an He was approached By Two individuals From the tabi'een One by the name of Yahya ibn Ya'mar And the other one uh, Humayd ibn Abdurrahman al-Himyari They were making Hajj or Umrah They was coming from Iraq From Basra And they was hoping to meet one of the companions of the Prophet wasallam, So they can present this issue to him So Allah gave them the success to meet Abdullah ibn Umar as he was going into the masjid So when they met him They said to him إِنَّهُ قَدْ ظَهَرَ قِبَلَنَا نَاسْ يَقْرَؤُونَ الْقُرْآنَ There has appeared some people from our area they recite the Qur'an They recite the Qur'an وَيَتَقَفَّرُونَ 
العلم and these individuals they seek knowledge of the religion وذكر من شأنهم وأنهم يزعمون أن لا قدر وأن الأمر أنف and they also claim that there is no قدر and that the matter is unuf meaning that Allah does not know what the human being is going to do until he does it now listen these are people who is reading the Quran studying the religion and still went astray So just because a person reads the Qur'an or memorizes the Qur'an, that doesn't necessitate the person understands the Qur'an. Just because a person reads hadith and, and memorizes hadith, doesn't mean the person has understanding of the hadith. Because these individuals were described as being people who sought knowledge of the religion. So Abdullah ibn Umar, when he heard this, he said to them, that when you meet these people, when you go back to Iraq and you meet these people, he says, فَإِذَا لَقِيتَ أُولَئِكَ فَأَخْبِرْهُمْ أَنِّي بَرِئُمْ مِنْهُمْ وَأَنَّهُمْ بُرَآءٌ مِنِّي وَالَّذِي يَحْلِفْ بِهِ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ عُمَرِ لَوْ أَنَّ لِأَحَدِهِمْ مِثْلَ عُحُدْ ذَهَبَا فَأَنْفَقَهُ مَا قَبِلَ اللَّهُ مِنْهُ حَتَّى يُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدْرِ Abdullah ibn Umar said, when you meet those people, inform them that I have nothing to do with them. This is a sahabi freeing himself from these people. Inform them I have nothing to do with them and they have nothing to do with me. I'm free from them and they are free from me. And tell them that if one of them had gold... That's the size of the mountain of Uhud. And then he spent all of it that Allah will not accept it until he believes in the Qadr. Because these people denied the Qadr. And this here is where the scholars extract that Abdullah bin Umar was declaring them to be disbelievers because he said Allah will not accept their sadaqah from them. And it's known that Allah doesn't accept the sadaqah of those who disbelieve. So the point here, because of them denying the knowledge of Allah, they left the fold of Islam. And the scholars of the past, the likes of Imam Shafi'i, Imam Malik, and others, they will say about these individuals, نَاذِرُوهُمْ بِالْعِلْمِ فَإِنْ جَحَدُوا بِهِ كَفَرُوا وَإِنْ أَقَرُوا بِهِ خُصِمُوا Debate with these individuals By way of the knowledge Meaning the knowledge of Allah If they deny the knowledge of Allah They have disbelieved But if they acknowledge that Allah's knowledge is perfect Then they have been defeated in argument What's their angle? They rejected Allah's knowledge of the act of the human being Prior to him doing it because they believe that if Allah knows what the servant is going to do before he does it And then he allows it to happen And then punishes him from this is like oppression This is not oppression Because the life of this world is a test The life of this world is a test And we as human beings we have free will And Allah he has shown us the two paths The path of righteousness and the path of corruption And the human being chooses this path 
But Allah already know which, which your choice is going to be because Allah's knowledge is perfect. Okay? Allah knows what your choice is going to be. And that's what's written. What's written is what you were going to do. You're not forced to do evil. But it's written that you will do evil. Meaning because Allah already knows what you're going to do before you do it. And that's a part of the belief in the divine decree. That Allah knows everything. Doesn't mean that the human being is forced to do evil. No one can use the qadr of Allah as an excuse for them committing sins. As in the time of Umar ibn Khattab, a man he stole. And he was presented to have his, his hand removed for stealing. And he said, wait, O commander of the believers. He said, I only stole by the qadr of Allah. And Umar said, and we're going to cut your hand off by the qadr of Allah also. Meaning like you can't use the qadr of Allah as an excuse for your sins and your disobedience. You chose that. Does Allah know your choice before you do the act? Yes. Yes, He does. And that's a part of Allah's perfect knowledge. His knowledge is perfect. But it doesn't mean you were forced. You chose to do the act. So the Qadariyah, the first Qadariyah, they denied the knowledge of Allah. So they, so they don't, as in their excuse or their understanding, that they don't fall into attributing oppression to Allah. But it's not oppression. It's not oppression. Rather, when we establish the perfect knowledge of Allah, it's saying, Barakallah Fikum, that Allah knows everything and nothing escapes the knowledge of Allah. As for the act of the human being, Allah knows what the person is going to do before he does it, but he gives the person free will to choose. He gives the person free will to choose. The other group, the Jabiriya. The Jabiriya, they say the human being has no free will at all. And that whatever he does, Allah basically forced him to do it. And this is incorrect. This is incorrect because this now definitely is oppression. To say that Allah forces the person to do evil and then punishes him for the evil that he made him do, then Allah is free from oppression. As Allah mentions, And I'm not one who oppresses the servants. And Allah mentions in Al Hadith Al Qudsi, وَيَا عِبَادِي إِنِّي حَرَمْتُ أَذُّمَ عَلَى نَفْسِي وَجَعَلْتُهُمْ مُحَرَّمًا بَيْنَكُمْ فَلَا تَظَالَمًا O my slaves, I have made oppression haram upon myself. And I have made it haram upon you. Don't oppress one another. So Allah doesn't oppress anyone. So the creed of the Jabiriyyah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forces the servant to do evil. And then we know afterwards Allah puts people in the hellfire. So Allah forced the person to be a disbeliever and then punished him for something that he forced him to do. No, that's not accepted. That's not accepted. So these are the two extremes. Those who establish unrestricted, complete free will for the slave and then those who deny the free will of the slave altogether. Because these individuals who say the human being has complete free will, 
The Prophet ﷺ described them as being, as he said, Al-Qadariya Mujus Hadihi Al-Ummah. That the Qadariya are the Magians of this nation. Anyone knows who are the Magians? Who are they? Now, so what's the relation between the Qadariya and these people? Well, they give one of the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the creation in that um, they take away the absolute. Like him being all powerful and all nothing, all knowing, they make it equal to creation. The Magians, they say there is a God of light and then there is a God of darkness. The God of light, they say, is Allah who creates the good. The God of darkness, they say, is the devil, he creates the evil. So, in this case, they say there's basically two gods. So Allah has no control over the darkness. The devil has the control over the darkness. What's the similarity between the Qadiriya and the Magians? When the Qadiriyas say that the human being has total free will, that means the human being from an aspect is outside of the will of Allah. He does whatever he wants to do, even if Allah doesn't want it to be. That's incorrect. Allah has control over all things. When evil takes place, yes, it's allowed, but it's a test. It's a test. It's not because Allah is pleased with it, it's because that's the person's test. And the person he fails his test when he chooses to do evil. This is understood? No. As Allah Azawajal mentions, وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا أَن يَشَاءَ اللَّهُ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ And you do not will except that Allah, the Lord of the creation, wills. So our will is under the will of Allah. But that again, that doesn't mean you don't have, yes, you have free will. But the free will is, there's a limit. Sheikh Uthaymin gave a beautiful example when it comes to your free will and then things that are outside of your will. He stated or gave the example, Rahimahullah, of moving your bowels. In a normal situation, a person has the ability to restrain or hold his bowels. Person may be out, he feels some movement in his stomach. There's a bathroom, but it's not that clean. He says, okay, I'll wait until I get home. Did he hold his bowels or not? Or by his will or not? Yes or no? He goes, he gets home, then he relieves himself. Now you have someone who ate a pack of dried cranberries, the whole pack. And didn't know the results of it. He feels the movement in his stomach. He can't hold it. Diarrhea. Was that by his will or against his will? The diarrhea that is. Likewise, the affairs of the Qadr, the matters that you yourself you do by choice. And then there are other things that are outside of your will. Like we have no control over when it's going to rain. That's Allah's decree. That's a, that's, we have no control over that. 
We have no control over the weather. We have no control over life and over death. These are things that are outside of our control. It's a part of Allah's decree. And then there are things that are within our control. Like I want to pick up my phone. This is I did this by choice just now. You brothers coming to the masjid and sitting and waiting for the next salah. That's by your choice. You're rewarded for that. That's by your choice. Is it under the decree of Allah? Yes. It's still under the decree of Allah. Because you don't will accept that Allah wills. But you're rewarded for this. You're rewarded for this. So, those who say human beings have unrestricted, complete uh, free will, this is incorrect. We have free will, but it is not unrestricted. And then those who say that we have no will whatsoever, this is also incorrect. Because the human being has a will. As Allah mentions, أَلَمْ نَجَعَلْ لَهُ عَيْنَيْنِ وَلِسَانٌ وَشَفَتَيْنِ وَهَدَيْنَاهُ نَجَدَيْنِ Have we not made for the human being two eyes, right? And two lips and a tongue? And have we not guided him to the two paths? Meaning the path of the right and the path of Allah showed us which is which. Allah has distinguished good from evil. You have the choice. You have the choice. You can pick good and be rewarded, or you can pick the path of evil and subject yourself to the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes. Now Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions His virtues upon us. From the virtues of Allah upon us that He has given us eyes to see with. From the virtues of Allah is that He has given us the ability to speak. And also from Allah's virtues upon us is that He has given human being the ability to distinguish between good and evil. Yes. You have physical sight. But not everybody who can physically see has insight. Insight. You have some people who are blind, but they see better than those who can physically see. Because they have insight, meaning they have sight to where Allah Azza has allowed them to see the truth of the religion. Right? But then you have those who have physical eyesight, but their hearts are blind. The hearts can't see the truth. Right? Even though with their physical eyes, they see. They may have 20-20 vision. They don't wear glasses in their lights, but the person is deaf, dumb, and blind. As Allah describes them in the Quran. Because remember, and this is a, a, a beautiful benefit mentioned uh, by Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, that animals and human beings, we share in three things alike. Sight, or vision, hearing, and hearts. If you look at the animals, they have vision, they have hearing, and they have hearts. You look at human beings, human beings have vision, they have hearing, they have hearts. However, the difference between human beings and animals is that Allah has given us vision and hearing and hearts for the, to understand the revelation. Revelation in the Quran, to, yes, to, to understand the religion. That's why Allah has given us uh, sight, to see, to read. To ponder, to reflect, to look at the creation of Allah and realize that there is a creator who has the right to be worshipped and use our hearing to listen to the Quran. Allah has given us this, the 
faculties of, of hearing and, and, and sight and has given us hearts to comprehend with. The animals, they use that for their instinctive affairs. Hunting, eating, procreating. Because animals are not required to pray five times a day as the Quran commands the believers. They have their own way of worship, but they're not commanded with the following of the Prophet Muhammad So their sight and their hearing and their hearts have not been given to them for the purpose of understanding the Quran. So now when a human being does not use these faculties for what Allah has given the human being these faculties for, that's is what that's why Allah says Bell Allah says Bell whom Sabila. They are more straight than the animals. Because the animals they use those faculties for what they have been created for. So the animals are on track in relation to using the faculties for what it has been created for. When a human being does not use his faculties for understanding the revelation of Allah, then he becomes worse than the animals. Because he's not using these faculties for what they have been created for. There is a narration on the authority or it has come in the Sahih of Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he stated anna Musa qala li Adam anta Adam alladhi akhrajtak alladhi akhrajtak alladhi akhrajatka khati'atuk min al-jannah فَقَالَ لَهُ آدَمْ أَنْتَ مُوسَى الَّذِي اصْطَفَاكَ اللَّهِ بِرِسَالَاتِهِ وَبِكَلَامِهِ ثُمَّ تَلُومُونِنِي ثُمَّ تَلُومُنِي عَلَى أَمْرٍ قُدِّرَ عَلَيَّ قَبْرَ أَنْ أُخْلَقْ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم فَحَجَّ آدَمُ مُوسَى مَرَّتَيْنِ This hadith states that Musa said to Adam you are Adam. Akhrajatka khati'atuk min al-jannah. Your mistake caused you to be expelled from the paradise. So then Adam said to Musa, and you are Musa, the one who Allah has chosen for his message, and the one who Allah spoke to, and you're going to blame me for a matter that was decreed upon me before I was created. So the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Adam defeated Musa in argument. He mentioned this twice. Is Adam here using the Qadr as an excuse for his sin? <laughs> it says, وَإِنَّمَا حَجَّ آدَمْ مُوسَى وَغَلَبَهُ لِأَنَّهُ احْتَجَّ بِالْقَدْرِ عَلَى الْمَعْسِيَةِ الَّتِي تَابَ مِنْهَا فَتَابَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَهَدَاهُ وَاجْتَبَاهُ فَالْمَعْسِيَةِ انْتَهَى أَثُرُهَا وَزَالَ عَيْبُهَا بِالتَّوْبَةِ وَآدَمْ احْتَجَّ بِالْقَدْرِ عَلَى الْمُصِيبَةِ وَهِيَ الْخُرُوجِ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي تَرَتَّبَتْ عَلَى الْمَعْسِيَةِ الَّتِي تَابَ مِنْهَا وَبَرِئَ مِنْهَا بِالتَّوْبَةِ النَّصُوحِ So Adam a.s. he defeated Musa in argument. And overcame him by mentioning the decree for the sin that he repented from. And Allah accepted his repentance and guided him and chosen him. So the sin itself is done. 
the sin is over with. And its traces, its effects, and him being blamed for it is done because he made tawbah and Allah accepted his tawbah. So when Adam said, you're blaming me for a matter that was decreed upon me before I was created, meaning me being put out of paradise for the sin. I sinned. I made tawbah. Allah decreed that I'll be put out of paradise for that reason. But for sure, for sure. He's not he's not making an excuse for his sin. Because he made tawbah. That's clear that Adam alayhi salam uh, had regret and remorse for his sin. But now what came as a result of that, that was out of his hands. Allah is the one who decreed that he's, he will be uh, expelled from the paradise. So that's what Allah decreed. I made, and I, I sinned, I made tawbah, but this is what came as a result of my sin. But it's done. So how are you going to blame me for that when that was Allah decreed? One should not understand the narration to mean that Adam salam is making an excuse for his sin. He's not making an excuse for his sin. Because he repented. A person who makes an excuse for his sin, he doesn't make tawbah. This is on mefhum. person says, Allah decreed this. He's not making tawbah. Say, Akhi, you're drinking khamr. Ah, the qadr Allah. No, that's not tawbah. That's not tawbah. He's justifying it. But Adam alayhi salam, he made tawbah. Allah accepted his tawbah, but he still was exited from or expelled from the paradise. The polytheists of old, what they say, Allah ma'ashrakna. If Allah willed, we will not be committing shirk. But they were saying this as they're still committing shirk. They didn't make tawbah from the shirk. They were still committing shirk and using the decree as an excuse of why they are committing shirk. This is different from what Adam is saying here. Because Adam, he, he made tawbah. He recognized he was wrong. He made tawbah. And he said, but this is what Allah has decreed, that my mistake is going to give me expelled from paradise. But I repented. It says this Wal Ihtijaj Bil Qadr Al Maasi Alati Lam Yutub Sahibuha Minha Torikotul Mushrikeen. Using the Qadr as an excuse for committing acts of disobedience that the person has not repented from, this is the way of the polytheists. When you're doing a sin and then you say, Well, this is what Allah decreed, and you're still doing the sin. Using the color as an excuse of why you're sinning, that's what the polytheists did when they said, If Allah will, we would not commit shirk. If Allah didn't want us to commit shirk, He would stop us. No, you have the free will, you have a choice whether or not to commit shirk. You have the choice whether or not to follow the Prophet. You understand? So the polytheists, they rejected the prophets, and then they said, Well, this is what Allah will. No, that's wrong. You can't use the color as an excuse. So Musa salam, he's saying, you, your mistake got you put out of the paradise. But the matter is over with. Adam made a mistake, he made tawbah, Allah accepted the tawbah. 
what? The, the calamity was that he would be expelled from the paradise. And that's Allah's wisdom. And Allah knew he was going to make tawbah. But still Allah decreed that he would be put out of the paradise for that. And there's a wisdom in that. So when Musa's coming to blame him, he said, how are you going to blame me basically for something I repented for? And something that Allah decreed before I was even created. Allah decreed this is how this is going to be. I, you know, I have no control over that situation. He's not talking about or making a justification for his sin. So don't misunderstand the hadith that Adam was making was justifying his sin. He was not justifying his sin. Rather, he was saying that the, what took place as a result of my sin, I had no control. That's Allah's decree that I was going to be put out of paradise. Nah. No, for sure. Because he made Tawbah. Adam السلام, and Hawa, they both made Tawbah. Because Allah guided them, and they made Tawbah, Allah accepted the Tawbah. And there is a, there is a, there is a benefit from the narration that whenever a person commits a sin and makes Tawbah for the sin, the person is not to be. Blamed. Allah, the person made tawbah. The person made tawbah. No. The scholars they mention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions Innama Indeed, his command, meaning Allah's, when he wants a matter to be, he says, be and it is. Showing that Allah has a will. When Allah has either arada, Allah has an irada, he has a will. So you cannot deny Allah's will, as the Qadriya have done. Allah has a will, and Allah's will is over the will of everyone and everything. However, it does not mean that Allah forces a person to do evil. Yeah, we have to understand that. But Allah Azawajal, He is the one who controls all affairs, and nothing can happen in creation except by Allah's will, good and bad. As an example, the existence of shaitan. Shaitan is evil or, or, or not? Yes. It's evil. But does he exist by Allah's will? Yes. yes. But there's, there's a wisdom in that. There's wisdom. And shaitan is evil. He himself is evil. But in Allah allowing him to exist, there's wisdom in that. From the wisdoms, the scholars mention, of the existence of the shaitan, we have an example of what not to be like. Also, in disobeying the shaitan is an act of obedience to Allah. So we get rewards every time we disobey shaitan. So his existence from an angle is a benefit for us. Because every time we combat that enemy, we get a reward for it. Shaitan tell you to sleep, you get up to go and pray. A reward. You disobey the shaitan. Right? Shaitan tell you to steal, you, you refrain. Shaitan tell you to look at the haram, you refrain. Every time the shaitan commands you or entices you to do evil, and you take the other way, you get a reward for it. When you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in Iblis' existence, there is 
from an angle, there is good for the believer, meaning the one who disobeys him. Right? Because the iman increases. When you Every time you disobey the shaitan, your faith goes up. So there's a benefit in his existence from an angle. But then it's evil for those who obey him. That's the other angle. For those who listen to his whispers, for those who follow him. As Allah mentions, Don't follow the footsteps of the shaitan, indeed he's an enemy to you. Yes, Shaykh. He knows what you want to choose. SubhanAllah bihamdi. Walillah al-mathalu a'la. For Allah is the great example. Even sometimes as parents, us knowing our children, right? With our limited knowledge, but sometimes we can say what our child is going to do before the child does it. Right? Sometimes. Sometimes. I, 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 prior to me being a Muslim, I was with my mother, she put me on punishment, I was misbehaving. And um, a friend of mine came over and he said, there's a party tonight, you gotta go. She let me go downstairs because she liked my friend, he was nice, or so she thought. You know, he looked a little innocent, you know, so, but he wasn't. So he's telling me, hey, you gotta come out tonight. I said, well, punish me. He said, no, no, it's tonight. And I said, um, yeah, my mother goes to work tonight, so later on I'm going to sneak out. He said, all right. So before my mother left, she said, don't go out this house. I said, no, I'm not going to go out. I'm staying right here. So she leaves to go to work. I start getting dressed. My uncle, Allah Yarhamu, he, he later on accepted Islam. But at the time, he wasn't a Muslim. He said, don't do it, kid. I remember, he said, don't do it, kid. I said, she's not coming back. He said, kid, don't do it. I left. Had a good time, party, come back five o'clock in the morning, sneak in the house, my mother's not there. I go sound asleep. Here she comes, seven o'clock, I'm peep, peeking through the covers. She goes to the room. I said, oh, she don't know. Then she come back. Man, it was a big drama. She came back. She went out the house, waited for about 20 minutes, and then came back to the house. I wasn't, she knew, she, she, she knew I was about to leave. And she said that, I knew you was going to go out. This is a human being in dealing with their child. Knowing their child, knowing how their child thinks. And so sometimes from your insight, you know how a person is going to respond or behave prior to doing it. It doesn't mean you know the unseen. But from insight and from experience, Allah, his knowledge is perfect. So how can... Is how can it be possible for a human being, due to his insight and experience, to know at times how people will react or how things may turn out, but then yet Allah is ignorant? He doesn't know? No, no, for sure Allah, He knows. Uh, Allah knows. So, Allah knowing what's going to take place before it takes place, it doesn't mean that the human being is forced to do evil. It just means that Allah, His knowledge is perfect. But you still have the choice to do good or evil, good or bad. And when you do good, alhamdulillah, this is Allah's ni'mah and favor upon you. But when you do evil, that was your choice. And you have to deal with the consequences of your choice. Now, as Allah mentions, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِنْ مُصِيبَةً فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ 
And whatever befalls you from a calamity is from what your hands have earned. Can't blame Allah. Say Allah, Allah, uh, He forced me to do. No, you chose to do evil. So now there are consequences. Now, so the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He had mentioned that we should not dwell too much in the matter of the Qadr. This is something that is prohibited. Don't go too deep into the affairs. Here are the texts. We read them. We believe them. Understand them. Khalas, that's it. Don't try to get too deep and too intricate when it comes to the matter of the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's an angle or an area in the religion that people can go astray in because of the shaitan making them try to rationalize things and as a result of that that's like with the qadiriyah the first ones they don't want to say that Allah knows what the servant is going to do before he does it because that would mean that Allah has oppressed the servant not a subhanallah so now they've, they've, they've fallen into an evil and then the Jabiriya, they don't want to say that Allah doesn't have full, complete control. So they say that the human being doesn't have no will. Instead of just saying, Allah has a will, human beings have a will, the will of Allah is over, the will of the human being. That's it. That's it. That's what the Prophet taught, sallallahu That's what the Sahaba believed and conveyed to the Ummah. But because of these uh, deviant groups trying to rationalize and uh, using philosophy, philosophical thinking and the likes, entering in that into the religion, they have strayed from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This time. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll stop at this point, whatever is correct. The praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha ila anta staghfiru kumantu bihamdik.